Welcome to The Dog Show, a podcast for dog mums and dads who like to spoil their pups and care for their well-being. I'm your host, Will Blunt, and every week I interview global experts about dog health, nutrition, behaviour, trends, and much more. Let's sink our teeth into this week's episode. This episode of The Dog Show features Sharon Girard. Sharon is the founder and organiser of the Street Paws Festival, a series of dog events that bring together local communities and their dogs. In the interview, we talk about the Street Paws Festival, why Sharon started it, and how it celebrates dogs. Sharon, welcome to The Dog Show today. Thanks for coming on. Hello, how are you? I'm doing really well. Uh, interested to chat to you today. You're the founder and organizer of the Street Paws Festival, which right. is is a fun event with lots of a big community of dog owners and dogs now. So I'm sure you got lots to share about you know creating a community of, of dog lovers. Yeah, that's right. It's the best job ever. Um, <laughs> we were getting back to the festivals, obviously after COVID, and now. <laughs> It's a bit of a worrying time, but yeah, it's a, it's a great event just bringing all the community together, dog lovers, dog owners, people that are looking for dogs to adopt or foster and then supporting rescues as well. Nice, nice. Before we, we talk a bit more about the festival and how that all works, tell me a bit more about your dogs. I was going to ask about your individual dog, but you told me before we got on that you've got several dogs in the background hovering around. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's three. I have three. Um, luckily they're sleeping at the moment. Um, yeah, so my three dogs are from Fiji, actually. Oh, right. Yeah, so I lived in Fiji for two years. This was about ten years, ten, nine, ten years ago with my partner at the time. We had a business over there. We had, we got our dogs sort of kind of off the street, I suppose. There's a big uh, stray dog problem over there. So... We had Bob first, which was, uh, he was off the street um, from a puppy. I think we paid the villagers like $10 or something, and they were really happy with that. (laughs) Um, And then we got another dog, and we lost him to Parvo, unfortunately, Stumpy. He had a stumpy tail. And then we got Shorty, which she's here now. We actually got her from the vets, but she was off the street. And we were only going to have two dogs. That was the plan. And then a a little dog was living under our restaurant that had obviously ran away from an awful situation because she was super timid. And sorry. And, um, yeah, and then we was going to just rehabilitate her, find her a home. Her name's Shy, and she's always lived up to that name for the 10 years. Um, And then we ended up keeping her. And then we decided to move back to Sydney and bring them back. With us. So Parvo is quite common in Fiji, I imagine, or? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's rife anyway, but it's one of those places because there is so many stray dogs. If you don't get your dog, there's a very small window of when that puppy leaves their mum and when you can get them vaccinated. And unfortunately, because some of the other puppies had had it as well, um, it was just too late. It was a very young and very, very sad actually came upon one of my memories the other day like a lovely little picture we had so and um, yeah so he's buried in um Fiji just behind the the restaurant that we had what made you move uh to Australia 
from Fiji. What were you enjoying it over there, or I'd been living in Australia already. Oh, okay. And then an opportunity came up for my partner, and we had a we we got a house over there, and we turned it into a restaurant and bar. And you know, at the time, we were thinking of being there for a lot longer than two years. But once the restaurant got started up and this and that, I was missing Sydney. I was flying back every few months to run events here. I wasn't doing street pours at this time. I was just doing um, just event management. And, yeah, I just missed, missed Australia. Fiji is a fantastic place, but it's great to go on holiday, different to live there. Yeah, I guess it's yeah, traditionally. And to do business as well. They they call it Fiji time. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> not how I roll. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So it sounds like you've got an events background, which has probably led you to to running Dog Lover events. How did yeah. Street Paws all happen and, and what was that all about? I've been running events for about 12 years now and I was working mainly in kind of creative industries, fashion and that kind of thing. I wish I'd got into the pet industry 10 years ago. <laughs> Um, and I didn't even consider it. I think what happened is I was doing some fashion stuff and we did a little dog show where people could bring their dogs on the catwalk and that sort of, you know, there was a bit of a light bulb moment there. And then um, I actually uh, met with the CEO of Addison Road Community Centre. They were um, doing some night markets there, some street food markets and um, it was pet friendly and they were struggling getting crowds there and stuff. And they were like, why don't we do some pet stalls? And I was like, oh, yeah, I can run that for you. We can do some little competitions and, you know, a little runway thing again. And then me and the CEO, Rosanna, sat together, put our heads together. We called it Street Paws Festival because their night market was called Street Food Markets. And so that's where the street part came. And then just as I launched that, it went from meant to be like five pet stalls to maybe 30 pet stalls. People, um, you know, approaching me. I didn't even have to really put the word out there as soon as I put it on social media. So I was like, wow, this is really something, you know. And then we got sponsorship as well from Pet Stock before we'd even really built the brand. So, and then... We did the event, the first one at Addison Road uh, in Marrickville, and then it's like this this could work, you know, and, and just started it looking at different venues. We did collaborations with bigger festivals like the Italian Norton Street Festival and also Marrickville Festival, where we would just have a small section, um, like a pet section. Um, yeah, and now, now it's around 10, 10 times a year in different yeah. locations. Yeah. It must yeah. have been hard over the last couple of years to to keep that going. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it was sad because it was really going from strength to strength, and the community, you know, before COVID and before everyone getting dogs, was it was a, such a great event to run, and the response was fantastic. Um, you know, and and it, it evolved of not just being pet stalls and and, and a market; it was really supporting rescues you know shining a light on how to adopt how to foster then obviously covid hit and um it, we, yeah we had to take a step back and really think about how we could keep the community bonded um and we were doing like lots of online competitions and that but we were just really wanting to get back to running the events so yeah it has been hard one thing i've learned though um through this whole time is that 
people do value community a lot and and especially dog dog owners as well and they're, and they're seeking that you know even if it's taken away especially if it's taken away every now and then uh, with lockdowns and things like that they're really seeking that um kind of contact with people Connect. now yeah, Connect, yeah connection that's the right that's the right word yeah if you think about you know if you walk to the shops you don't really talk to people. You might smile at someone and say hello. Um, but when you have a dog with you or someone else has a dog, I know I do this, <laughs> I'm straight over wanting to have a pair. I'll, I'll get to know the dog's name before the person's name. <laughs> you know, then you you have a community of people you see. So that connection, I think, really brings people. It, it's like an icebreaker um, of people sharing stories of their dog showing off their dog. It might be the dog's got a fancy outfit on. It might be a really, really rare mix or, you know, big, small. So that connection is what we really missed. You know, it was great doing the online competitions where people would submit pics and it was, you know, super cute, but the actual going and patting dogs. I mean, when I'm at the event, that's all I do. It's yeah. just patting dogs all day long, really, and chatting yeah. to people and stuff. It's fantastic. Um, so what what does the event look like? I mean, you've spoken about stalls and stuff. So is that the main structure of it or are there other things that go on? So we have, yeah, usually we have anything between 30 to 40 stalls, so it's like a market vibe. Hmm. Then we'll have an area where um, we do competitions all day. So we have a schedule usually is anything between three to five competitions um some quirky stuff nothing serious um like old timer where the dog has to be over 10 the people come along i'm on the microphone and they line up we have like all the prizes and stuff on on display and then they just come along and they tell their story about their dog and then it's just you know and we have a judge sometime it'll be like a vip judge or a vet or you know, board men, members from the venue or something like that, and um, and, and and it's so hard. Like it, the, the hardest part is judging that competition. I'm so glad <laughs> I don't have to do it. So what we try and do, because we do have sponsors for giveaways and stuff, we try and make sure everybody gets a, a prize. So yeah, so that area is a competition area. Some some other events we've had flyball demos, um, which I didn't even know what flyball was before I got into street paws, and they're fantastic, high, like fast paced entertainment. Uh, mm. Do you know flyball? No, I don't. I was going to ask. It's like a fenced off area where the dogs race, but oh, they right. have like the ramps and they go over jumps and they'll go and like get a ball at the end and like yeah, they're yeah, time. Yeah. This is actually a massive thing in Australia where mm. they have competitions all over the place. It's so high energy and it's not just about working dogs or farming dogs. It's like you have little Jack Russells running mm. and doing the jumps and it's it's the best entertainment we've had definitely at the event. I mean, we've had like dog yoga and this and that and all types mm. of things, but each event is usually different depending on what space we have to work with. But the one, the next one we have in Wollongong, we do have a big flyable demo, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And do, do you notice like certain types of breeds are more, or people with certain types of breeds are attracted to your events more than others? Or no, not at all. Actually, it's for everybody. Literally, mm. every kind of breed, mix, much rescue you can think of is there. That's what's that. What makes it so fantastic is there's the biggest dog you've ever seen, and yeah. then there's this 
teeny ones that people are carrying around. People bring their dogs in prams if they're old and you've got just beautiful, you know, I tend to sway towards mutts and mixed dogs, <laughs> probably because I have three myself. Um, but then you've got the people that, you know, a prime example, cavoodles, you know, it goes in trends. So through COVID, after COVID, we'd go from having maybe 10 entries into a competition to like 30 to 40 entries. And, you know, it's we have one called the cutest dog, which we did, did that after COVID, probably because everybody got dogs in COVID. Um, and there'd be the Cavoodles and then there'd be the French Bulldogs and then there'd be the Dash Hounds. There's, there's definitely trends. Hmm. Well, everyone thinks their dog's the, the cutest dog though, right? <laughs> 100%. I love that too. Hmm. So what about the stores? Are there a, a huge variety of different stores? Is it food? Is it kind of toys? Is it, you know, well, accessories? Everything, everything you can think of. So all of the above that you just mentioned, mm. we have vets that do free med- medical checks. Oh, wow. We, we usually do around five free spots for rescues. Mm-hmm. So you can go and meet dogs that are up for adoption there. Um, Greyhounds as pets is one of my favourite ones. Um and then we have we have everything like things that you wouldn't even think of like massage and um, cremation you know dog cremation for when they pass which is ever so sad but um, yeah just <laughs> I, I've been amazed really the things that I've discovered um, yeah and then of course you know the pet treats like homemade all natural pet treats is another really popular one that seems to have come through in the last couple of years. Um, the raw kind of food movement for dogs. Um, so dog ice cream, dog gelatos. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lot of and fun. Then, <laughs> and then the puppuccinos, the coffees and not coffee, but you don't give your dog coffee. But it's it's mind-boggling, really, of like what people think of. And, and you know, even there's one that I found the other day. It's like a, you know, a tent that you would put on the beach at the park for just the dog, not like oh, yeah. humans, like a shade thing. I thought that was interesting. They're actually coming down from Queensland to do the event in Marrickville. Um, so, yeah, everything. Like, um, there's a one called Buddy Rider where it's you, a bike and it's like a little kind of basket for the dog. There's one where you carry your dog on your back when you're riding your bike. Mm. <laughs> Basically everything that humans do but in dog form. <laughs> Pretty much and more. <laughs> yeah, and more and more, exactly, yeah. Um. I'm sure whilst dog, you can't give your dogs coffee, I'm sure there's plenty of coffee for the people that are bringing their dogs along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what we do, we have um, usually about, we have always have a coffee van. Mm. Um, we start in the morning at 10. Then we usually have anything between five to seven uh, food stalls. So you can come for lunch. We have lots of picnic blankets out um, and we have a really good variation of different food stalls as well. For, and we, we try and do kids' activities as well. Um, we've had workshops where kids can make um, dog collars, you know, from recycled materials, bouncy castle, Paw Patrol bouncy castle, face painting, but it's all, you know, dog related or animal related. So, yeah, we, it's a real family family fun day. <laughs> it sounds like a great day out. So when's Wollongong on? When's that next one? Uh, 28th of August. August. Okay. Well, hopefully this we'll get this um, episode up before then so people can know about that and it's not yeah, outdated. It, it's the first time we're going down there actually and okay. we're really excited about it um, because it, you get a real feeling from the community 
like we, we the stalls sold out straight away and then we set up we actually set up a page and I have one here in the central coast it's just called street pause Illawarra and Shire community instead of just the street pause festival page so we have that for the stall holders to connect with each other the dog people to connect with each other the dog owners you know we'll do a call out and say what's your favorite dog park in the area and who's your favorite groomer and then that helps us connect but it also is a great recommendation for the dog owners too yeah i imagine it's great doing a new location for you as well because you'll meet a bunch of different businesses different people different dogs yeah yeah and then we'll lock it in once a year or sometimes twice a year if it goes well marrickville we did twice a year before covid central coast twice a year newcastle is massive Absolutely massive. We had about 4,000 people there in February. Um, so, yeah, we, we like to go back to the places and then we'll have some people like, when are you coming to the area? It just it's, it depends on the relationship you have with the council or the venue. Uh, it's got to tick certain boxes when it comes to a dog event, dog-friendly event. Yeah, of course. Cool. So where should people go if they want to find out more about the upcoming Wollongong event, the Marrickville event, and all the cool stuff you're doing? Yeah, so... We're on Facebook and Instagram, Street Paws Festival. Um, once you go to the Facebook page it'll, and go to events section, that'll have the calendar of events. It drops down. Make sure you say see more because we've locked in events till the end of the year. Mm-hmm. We also, in the winter, run an event called Pups in Pubs. I don't know whether you know okay. this. No, no. Um, it's a collaboration that we do with Pupsy. Um, and what happens is it's a smaller event that is in an establishment that's pet friendly um we just did one at the rocks uh long weekend and it was it was fantastic so we try and do that more in the winter when it's a bit colder um so you can find all the events we're we're we're, depending on covid we're hoping to lock in like redfern coming up erskineville um and bangor in the shire so yeah, we, we try and cover as many different places. But, yeah, so Pups in Pubs and Street Paws Festival on Facebook. Instagram. Well, um, I'll share those links in the message, and I'm definitely going to go check out those events too to make sure that I can get to the next one myself. <laughs> where, where, where's your area? I'll tell you where the nearest one for you. Well, I'm in North Sydney, but I could easily get to, you know, Marrickville or something like that. Yeah, we, we had people come to the Rocks event on the ferry mm. from Manly and, Mo- yeah. you know, everywhere. So it's people travel for it. It's yeah, great. Exactly. <laughs> Well, Sharon, thanks so much for coming on the show today. I've had a lot of fun chatting to you and hearing about the Street Paws Festival. Thank you. Thanks so much.